Hello, beautiful soul, and welcome to Inspired by Cass, a podcast dedicated to helping you become your most authentic self. I'm your host, Cass, a spiritual teacher, Reiki healer, and intuitive badass. I'll be bringing you interviews, meditations, and solo episodes, all in the hopes of awakening your soul to its highest potential. So come on this journey with me as we navigate modern spirituality. Hello, what is up my beautiful people? It is so good to have you here. It is Cass. This is Inspired by Cass and your girl is excited for another incredible interview for you to listen to. I interviewed the incredible Missy. She is a fellow mystic, spiritual teacher, intuitive badass. She is a Libra. She is a manifesting generator. She's got a lot of Scorpio vibes in her chart too. Honestly, this conversation was amazing. I'm so excited for you to listen to it. We talk about manifestation. We talk about diving into our spiritualness after, you know, growing up atheist. We talk about shadow work, limiting beliefs, like all the things. Okay. It's beautiful. I love it. You are going to love it. So stay tuned, but babe, in the meantime, okay, if you're following along on Instagram, thank you. Thank you very much. Today, um, the day I recorded this, I shared that I recently had an incredible um, experience and just confirmation of my, you know, psychicness and, you know, how connected I am with my spirit guides because they told me that there was a tsunami coming. Okay, so basically what happened is I was on like near the beach in Byron Bay. Okay. I was enjoying the sunset. There was an incredible musician playing. I'm peaceful. I'm like full blissed out. I'm loving life. And then all of a sudden my guide steps forward and he's like, there is a tsunami coming. And I was like, well, bro, chill out for a second. That is a little doomsday. Should I be concerned? And he said, no. And I was like, all right, well, that's cool then. I appreciate the heads up. I'm going to go, you know, continue on. I didn't freak out or anything. I just trusted that, you know, I received the guidance. I don't have anything to worry about. So I'm just going to continue on with my life. Now, here's where, you know, for me, I guys, I'm still like learning to trust this shit, right? I'm sharing this because I want you to know that like, like I'm, I'm, I'm psychic. I do tarot readings, you know, I'm diving into mediumship, like hundred percent, like this is a gift that I have, but I still fucking doubt myself at times. Okay. And it's amazing, amazing situations like this, where I actually have confirmation that really helps me to reinforce just how real this shit is. Okay. Because about half an hour after my guide told me that, My dad sent me a message of like, you know, an article shared from Facebook about the fact that the East Coast of Australia was on Tsunami Watch. Like, guys, we don't have tsunamis here. This is insane. I was like, honestly, gobsmacked. All right. There was no threat. Okay. Just want to point out for anyone who's not living on like the East Coast of Australia, there was no threat. Okay. It was barely even going to be a tsunami, but that's what they were calling it. All right. All right. 
And so like, I was just like fully mind blown. So I was like, holy fucking shit. Like this shit is real. Like I'm not actually making this up. Okay. So anyone who's like wanting to connect with their spirit guides or tap into their psychicness and like, you're just thinking like, how do you know that it's real? Like babes, there's times when I don't even believe it's real, but then things like that happen. I'm like, you can't ignore that shit when it's very blatantly smack bam on your face. I was told, and it was real. Okay, now here's the second part to this, all right, because even as I say this in the words that I use, I feel can be contradictory and very hard for people who have never connected with their guides to understand. And that is the fact that I say that my guide stepped forward, all right? Now, I am not clairaudient and I do have a, a, I am definitely tapping into my clairvoyance gift more, but I've never actually seen what my guides look like okay so the sense of me saying that my guides stepped forward it's more so that they have like stepped into inverted commas my like perception okay and so it got me thinking because I know for me like this has been a wild fucking ride really getting to completely like trust and like understand like when it is my guide connecting with me and actually giving me this guidance because it's not like I'm seeing a physical being standing standing in front of me pointing out to the ocean saying bitch there's a big tidal wave coming okay for me I was literally there sitting there enjoying the music. I'm so pissed out, guys. I fucking worked my ass off. I'm very, very mindful, okay? There's not a lot going on in my mind a lot, all right? And so I'm sitting there and when this thought comes across my mind, okay, thought, inverted commas, because that's basically what it seems like to me, you know, I think to myself, oh, that, like, that's a random thought. That's definitely not me. Okay, that's what that's when I ask another question. Well, am, am I in danger? No, you're not in danger. Cool. Well, all right, no problem. Thank you very much. Thank you for letting me know. Okay, so I share this and so many people are like, how the hell do you connect with your spirit guides? Now I've done meditations. I've done a podcast on it. Babes, I thought it was about fucking time I did a masterclass on it because I want to share this incredible experience because I have enjoyed it so goddamn much for myself. So next Monday, the 24th of January at 7.30 p.m. New South Wales time, I will have the other times in the link, okay, for no matter where you are. I'm going to host a free masterclass to help you start to connect with your spirit guides. Again, this is really just about trusting the connection, okay? The same as I have. So I'm going to start you on your journey. So I'm going to put a link below, all right, so that you can register for that. That is going to be epic. If you can't come live, just fucking register anyway, babe. You'll get the replay and you can start being a psychic badass like me, okay? Everyone can do it. Mm. Okay, I'm super excited about that. Make sure you register. It's going to be badass, right? If you want to learn more, like if you want to go fucking deeper, okay, this is the shit I teach in Ascension Mastery. We have two weeks as of today, okay, 31st of January. This shit launches. We start. This is one of probably maybe only two opportunities you have to work with me in this kind of capacity in 2022. So if you want to learn more about spirit guides, if you want to learn how to raise your consciousness, rewire your mind, let go of your ego, you want to learn about tarot, astrology, 
human design, your witchy nature. Fuck babes, there's 13 different topics I'm covering off. Like this is a manifesting generator's dream because I just get to teach you everything that I love. Okay. Incredible. I love you so goddamn much. I really want to get into this interview because it is a badass. Missy is an absolute queen. You are going to love this. I'm going to put the details below. Like, don't fuck around, babe. Register for the masterclass. It's going to be epic. That'll give you a taste, all right? If you're like listening to what I have to say and you're like, I wonder what it would be like to just be like around Cass's high vibes all the time, register for the masterclass, get a feel, and then you'll know whether or not you want to work with me in the six-month Ascension Mastery Master uh, Mentorship. You know what I mean? Anyways, love you so goddamn much. Let's switch over to the interview and I will see you on the other side. Welcome back, my loves, to another another episode of Inspired by Cass. I have the amazing Missy here. And we're just sharing before we hit record. We're both Libras. We've both got our short blonde hair, septum piercings. We look the same, even have very similar human design charts. So I'm very excited to delve into this conversation with Missy because we do both have very similar paths, I feel, here in this lifetime. And I'm just so excited to connect and share this with you all. So, Missy, why don't you introduce yourself and share with everyone what your journey into spirituality has been like? Yeah, thank you for that beautiful intro. We are insanely similar <laughs> just sitting here looking at us both right now. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's quite good. I'm, I'm here for it. And two Libras together is always a force to be reckoned with in my humble mm. opinion, but thank you so deeply for having me on the podcast. I'm so excited to be here. And my journey with spirituality and my entry point to spirituality, I feel like it was, a, was an interesting one. I was very lucky in the way that I grew up with a mum who was very open to the spiritual side, not in the way that she was deep in it, but like we always had tarot cards. My mum has always had her runes. Um, you know, I remember her taking me to like a psychic reading when I was as young as primary school and watching her get them read. So it wasn't a super like taboo subject within our household in the way that I didn't go to like a Catholic school or anything like that. Um, but I never really dived into it until I reached adulthood, specifically up until about four years ago. And it was funny when I was in high school, I was actually like an atheist. Like I didn't believe in anything. I was very strictly against any form of spirituality, any form of religion. I really like rebelled against it. And I think that was coming from a space of not understanding like the power within myself and therefore not understanding the power within the universe, et cetera, which I obviously discovered when I went out under my spiritual awakening and my magic dark, as I call it, I was really in a period of deep depression and anxiety. When I came back into the knowing of my spiritual side, as I call it, it's like a reawakening because we always have that. It's just awakening to that. Um, I was in a really, really dark place and it was through yoga, <clears throat> excuse me, which I think, everyone can kind of relate like yoga being a bit of an entry point, whether it was like one class, two classes, or they just kind of started diving into that world and meditation was the other side. And from there, I just got addicted almost. It was like this, this inner quest for knowledge. And it felt so much like my truth that I was like, I have to know everything that there is to do with this. And that was, you know, whilst beginning to channel my own spirit guides and using Oracle cards and doing all of the things. So 
to make a short answer very long, that that was my awakening to my spiritual journey. (laughs) No, that was so beautiful. And I can relate on so many levels. And I, I definitely agree. You know, I've been having so many conversations like this recently and the amount of people that just kind of like stumble into it, especially after a dark period, I feel, you know, really resonates with, with, I'm sure those listening, like if you're experiencing a dark time in your life, you know, it's most likely because you're just really disconnected from yourself. I too was an atheist, hardcore atheist. And I say this all the time, like, like the, like religion was the devil to me. And I've almost made obviously this like 180 where I'm like, Oh my God, I completely understand how people can like have this like deep connection with a higher power. And so I suppose, what is your relationship with now, not just with spirituality, just while we're on the topic, like with religion, Mm. you know, coming from that atheist space? Mm. Um, Very similar to you in the way that I now view it as everybody is going to find the modality that helps guide them back to their inner power. And if that modality is religion, amazing. The only time I ever have a problem with religion is where it creates uh, disconnect with other people and when it uh, can fuel hate with other people, which I definitely think religion can do. But do I think religion overall is the negative space? No, I think with anything, it's the practitioners of it and it's the teachings of it and how it's interpreted. When you read, I mean, specifically, let's talk about Christianity. When you read some passages in the Bible, not all, some, they're not meant to be taken literally. Like there are really powerful lessons in some of the passages. And I mean, I don't know them by heart and I wouldn't know how to reference them at all. Um, But there's some really interesting, you know, speakers on passages of the Bible that aren't religious that, you know, where you can take the lessons from it. So it's, it's this balance of understanding that everyone's got, like if they're using that as a way to better themselves and to find that connection within themselves and to, you know, wanting to create a better life from themselves and that's not hurting anybody else. I think it's a really beautiful thing. It's when it starts to hurt other people that I start to have a, a issue with religion. So that's that's my stance. It's not hmm. concrete. It's not anything. I think with everything in life, you've got to, I mean, here's the Libra. You've got to <laughs> see all sides. You know exactly what I was going to say then too. Yes. It's like, you've got to balance it out. Like I am such a Libra. It's painful. It drives my close friends insane because- I can see all sides to it. I can see the balance in everything. And I don't think we should cancel anything. I Mm. I feel like we've got to remain open to things and really go into it with that mindset. I, yeah, again, the Libra in me couldn't agree anymore. (laughs) And I, I think that with anything, spirituality, religion, there will always be a dark side. And for me, it's just like, as long as everyone's coming from a space of oneness instead of division, then they're in the right space. Mm, And I I think that uh, for me, my perception of religion growing up was division, you Mm. know, and now I'm kind of maybe potentially experience it from another angle which I think is beautiful. So I want to dive into, you spoke about before about yoga because, you know, you just kind of prompted me. I'm like, shit, actually around the time that I went through my awakening, I did a little bit of yoga. And I know for me, it was about like actually coming back into my body for the first time. Do you feel like you had a very similar experience? Yeah. I mean, my experience with yoga was an interesting one. I have always very much since my early twenties been 
a, a, an avid gym goer. Like I, I love lifting weights. I don't hide it. Like I love it. I'm, I love going to the gym. I'm one of those people. And around this time, the usual training that I was doing was actually causing me to have panic attacks because it was raising my heart rate and my body at that stage couldn't differentiate between that and something that I had to panic around. That's how severe my anxiety was. And so for me, it was like, okay, I need to find something that I can move my body that isn't going to raise my heart rate too much that, you know, I can still move. And so yoga really came into my life as like this powerful modality in order for me to do that. And it forced me to slow down for the first time. Not in the way that, I mean, I, I talk about this a lot. I used to be really lazy and I'm happy to admit that because I've done a lot of work around it. I was a really lazy person. So I don't have that, that story of like, I was hustling and I was grinding and I was burning myself out. I wasn't that person. I was actually really lazy, but in terms of like running from myself, I didn't slow down. That's mm-hmm. where it came in really powerfully. It was that I would run from myself, whether that be through drugs and alcohol, whether that be through exercise, which again, I've had to really heal my relationship with because it is something that I genuinely love or whether it be like binge watching something on Netflix rather than like sitting alone with myself, yoga was that really powerful force that came in and it's like, no, you're going to sit with yourself and you're going to see what comes up. And it was such a beautiful way in order for me to slow down. And, you know, it was almost like my first introduction to meditation, but it was moving meditation. So I could find that stillness. I found that peace. And I was like, huh, sitting with myself isn't as scary as I thought it was going to be. Like I I can, I can do this. And what, what is coming through is actually really beautiful. So that was my experience with yoga. Mm, I can totally agree how, you know, yoga is definitely a form of like moving meditation. Mm. And for anyone who's never really dived into yoga, you don't have to, for me, when I was doing yoga, it's also something I totally vibe with and I don't do it regularly, but I just watch YouTube videos. Oh, same. Home, right. It's so easy to do. And it really does allow you to come back to your body right? Because a lot of the reasons why we struggle with anxiety and depression, someone like me also struggling with anxiety, depression, it being a key, I suppose, I suppose, kickstart into my spiritual journey, you know, it was because I was disconnected Mm -hmm. from myself, from my body. And like you said, I was running from things and keeping Mm -hmm. myself busy externally meant that I wasn't paying attention to what was going on inside. Mm. It's a, yeah, it's so powerful when you like recognize that that's a pattern that you have. Mm. And I say powerful because it definitely knocked me on my ass when I realized that, but also allowed me to like open that space. And, you know, yoga, I don't even do a yoga anymore. I probably do it like once a month, if that, like mm. full transparency. It's not now that I know other embodiment practices that I can drop into my body and that relationship with my body is something that I've cultivated so I can drop into it. It's actually not my favorite form of exercise like anymore. Mm. And now that I can do things like lift weights and high intensity training without having panic attacks and, you know, I can find the enjoyment knowing that it's not me running from something. It's purely because I, I love doing it. Yeah. Yoga isn't even really a part of my practice anymore, but it definitely served me at that time. And like you said, you know, when someone's new to spirituality and they're new to embodiment, I'm not going to be like, go do a self-pleasure practice and use your yoni wand. Mm. Amazing. Like, no, they're not going to be open to that. You've got to 
you know, everyone's got a different starting point. So yoga is that really beautiful space to start the embodiment practice. Um, So I think that's why so many people are drawn to it when they first start. And then, yeah, can sometimes choose to not continue that practice as strictly. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. I think it's it's beautiful. And definitely if anyone's listening and, and you're kind of getting intrigued by it, I would definitely highly recommend just jump on YouTube, give it a go. You don't have to be perfect at it. It is just about connecting with your body. So mm-hmm. I love that. So I, I want to know, Missy, like deep question here, but like what do you feel like your mission is or your purpose is in this lifetime, right? Because I know you're in this space of obviously wanting to help people. So you maybe if you can simplify it the best you can, what is it that you're here for? Mm, when I think about it and something that I think about a lot because I'm, I'm deeply passionate about what I do and I'm very grateful for what I get to do as my work, it's to help others, specifically women, reclaim their power and to feel Mm. just how powerful they are within themselves and to reclaim that and to step into that and to raise their worth and to live their life from that state of power and that state of worthiness within themselves like putting it simply that that that's it that is what fuels me uh absolutely And, and again I'm I'm just like recalling the other conversations I've had recently and I'm like we are all doing the same thing in a nutshell, but just across all these different modalities, right? Which I think is so powerful. I think ultimately what women want right now is to feel powerful and to take back some of that power that unfortunately our current society has taken away from us. Okay. Mm-hmm. And was, and was taken away from us. Like I've spoken about witchcraft and stuff in previous episodes, like it was taken away from us really, you know, four or 500 years ago more so right and so do you feel like there is this now rising up of women going actually I am capable and comfortable being powerful within myself Mm, absolutely and you know I'm so happy that you've brought up like generational things because a good friend of mine who you probably know Jazz Bori said the other day women haven't even been in the workforce for a hundred years like I get goosebumps when I say that knowing just how pivotal and powerful this moment is and just how much we hold generational conditioning around really standing in our power and around being seen. You know, mm. when we go back way back into the days of like paganism, women were like revered, like the goddess was the shit basically. Yeah. Like that's, you know, that's what it was about mother earth. It was about the goddess. It was about, it was about using our like nurturing energy. And, you know, again, sadly that over centuries has been, completely diminished and I think we are rising into this really beautiful time now where we are standing in our power and it's safe or safer to do so obviously depending where you are in the world um Mm. overlooking anything but it is safer for us to stand in our power and it is a really beautiful time and not only standing in our power but remembering that deeper connection to the universe that we have. And I think everyone, regardless of gender, is experiencing that at the moment, which is really powerful. Yeah. I'm hearing you say that about women not being in the workforce for a hundred years, like that's holy, like holy crap. Like yeah. that's so true. And it's mind boggling, I think, just to kind of like let that sink in and process that because now I feel like women are almost now striving to, and I'm just finding so many female entrepreneurs right Mm. 
right? Because we're going, cool, we want the power, we want to lead, but ooh, that over there, that patriarchal way of doing business and, and working is actually not for us. Are you sort of seeing this pattern as well? A hundred percent. And like, it, it's, it's not that, that patriarchy, it's not even serving men at the moment. Mm. You know, I, you know, stepping away from women, obviously we're important and we're incredible, but I also know so many men right now that are struggling with that. I was having a really mm. powerful conversation with one of my guy friends last night. And he's like, I don't just want to be a tradie for the rest of my life. Like that's, you know, school has kind of taught them too that if they didn't go to uni and then get an academic job they had to be a tradesperson they were the two Mm. avenues for them as well like yes they obviously have a bit of a leg up with us in the workforce after what we've just saying but there's a there's a whole collective movement away from that you've got to have a nine to five you've got to you know your success has to look like this and I think we're coming back to terming the to coining the term success not upon monetary success but upon how happy we are and I think our generation's really paving the way for that mm. um so there's so many different layers to it but you know definitely specifically I work with women and it is a yeah. really powerful time and I feel like we do have a big role in moving away from that patriarchy standard this is what you do I feel like yeah we yeah it's it's so interesting when you look at the different layers of it all Oh, there's so many layers to it. And again, I totally agree that there's definitely, it's not designed for anyone, right? Mm -hmm. It's only designed for the 1% that are making a killing right now. And yes, the tradies and everyone else underneath this, men and women, we are struggling within Mm -hmm. it. And I think that's, I definitely know no matter what gender people are making this move out of, which is beautiful. However, making the way out of that way of living takes us into this deeper work that none of us are really expecting or potentially goes the other way around, you know, needing to sort of uncover those layers of your ego, do the shadow work, find that deeper connection with source or God or the universe, whatever you resonate with. And so for you, do you feel like, again, because you're in, in business in this space, was it like getting into business, then doing the work or doing the work and then getting into business? It's kind of been both. Like I I think it's gone in, in two ways. Like I started doing the inner work, which made me realize that I wanted to have a business, mm. but then stepping into the business has required me to do a lot of the inner work, which I think anyone who owns a business and runs a business can attest to. Like it is the deepest fucking work that you will do. In yourself, you are, if you are growing and if you want your business to grow, it means that you have to evolve and grow, which means that you're constantly coming up against discomfort. And this is something that I get really passionate about talking about. It's not getting rid of the discomfort. It's not getting rid of the fear because it will always be there if you're growing and striving. And if you're wanting to continue that journey, it's your relation to that relationship to that fear that you've got to work on and develop a really beautiful relationship with. But for me, definitely it kind of went two ways, like doing that inner work. I was like, huh, I don't have to do my nine to five. And that was always something that I really struggled with. I was again, very much the 
I used to question, well, like, why do I have to do a job that I don't like? Like, I hate my job. Why do I have to be here? And everyone would always just say, well, because you have to earn money. I'm like, well, that seems like a shit excuse. Like I never, I never got that. And so I used to really struggle staying in a job long-term. Like I was Mm. that person that was always like, I'm going to change career. I'm going to do this. Cause I was searching for that excitement from something Mm. that truly fulfilled me. And I could never find that. I mean, I was a beauty therapist in a past life and I don't know if anybody else was ever a beauty therapist, but probably can relate. It's not very fulfilling. It's not very glamorous work. If you love it, amazing. Good for you. Just was not for me. And, you know, I know everyone can resonate with that in, you know, not, not feeling that fulfillment from that nine to five or that like cookie cutter job. Some people do, and I'm not taking away from that. Like if you're listening to this and you're like, I love being a tradie if you're, you know, whatever. I love being a beauty therapist. Amazing. That's so good. That's obviously like your deeper passion and interest. But for me personally, I could never understand why I couldn't find fulfillment from like the standard jobs that were available to me. And I always wanted to do something more. I wanted more impact. I wanted more depth. I think Mm. that's what it was. It was the depth behind everything wasn't there. Um, And, you know, I've got a lot of Scorpio placements in my chart. So if you guys know astrology, you know that that's equivalent to a very deep thinker. Mm. And so I used to really struggle with that. And so when I started doing that inner work, I was like, hang on. I'm finding all of these people in the spiritual space, they're doing the deeper work. They're having a deeper impact. Why can't I do that? And it just felt like my truth. It felt so true. And I think that's a really important thing to come back to when you're navigating fear and starting your own business is coming back to your truth and knowing that that's our natural state of being when you feel Mm. in alignment with that truth, even though it can feel really scary. Um, Went off in a bit of a cosmic ramble there, but I know Hopefully I that serves. <laughs> this this is all about cosmic rambles. All right. We share from the heart. I love that. And I know for me, my journey was kind of like, I'm gonna do a little bit of work. Oh shit. Nope. Hate my nine to five. Need to do something deeper. And now I'm noticing within my with my business, obviously, yes, the further I go, the deeper I need to go. But my clients, they come in and they're working a nine to five or they're a stay-at-home mom and they do the work and they're like, holy shit, like. I'm here for something like I'm here for so much more. Like I want to do so much more and whether they end up quitting their jobs or they just start a little side hustle. Like so many people are realizing that the more that I go within myself and actually connect with myself, the more potential I have, Mm -hmm. right? Whether you're already in the space or not, like, is that something that you sort of see correlating within your own work as well? Mm, Absolutely. Because I think when you step into your power and you come into the knowledge that you have that power there and you can tap into just how infinite our souls are, you tap into just how infinite your potential is Mm. and how much potential you can step into. And you know, sometimes I, I feel like people find that almost exhausting, but like find the excitement in that, knowing that you have so much potential within you and like stepping into that is such a powerful thing. And I think we often we'll tell ourselves that we're happy in a certain situation because we're not allowing ourselves to dream big, to go big. So we, you know, subconsciously or consciously are like, no, I'm good here. I'm good with settling. I'm good with just being in this space. Whereas when you can really allow yourself to think about what it truly is that you want in this life that would bring you authentic happiness that's where you begin to tap into your soul potential. And I always say like when you can sit with yourself and you can visualize and you can think about what would bring you that authentic happiness, the visions, the 
things that come through, whether they're material or whether it's a feeling within yourself, that is your soul literally delivering your reality to you. That's, that's your future self being like, this is what we've got. This is what you're moving towards. This is yours for a reason. Now, like, let's take the inspired action towards that. Let's co-create with the universe and manifest so that we can catch up with each other. Right. I always Mm -hmm. think it's so powerful looking at it in that way, because someone's authentic happiness is going to look totally different to yours. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Why is that? It's because it's, it's their version. It's their reality that's available to them on a different timeline. It's their soul's calling, right? Our soul is always calling us forward and our desires, our visions, our dreams are part of that initiation and being called forward. Yeah. And, and, and if you're listening to this, you're like, I'm just a stay at home mom and I'm happy being a stay at home mom. Fucking brilliant. That is what you're here to do. Like not everyone needs to be in a space of servicing humanity in a scale like we are with a business, right? For a lot of people, like you might need to be just a teacher in a school helping the children or you are a mom and just completely nurturing and loving your children. And I think just being able to be like, yes, this is exactly what I need to do and really feeling into that within yourself is the beauty of it all and just being comfortable within whatever Mm -hmm. sort of comes up so you kind of touched on manifestation there and I love manifestation um are you a specific or non-specific manifester in human design I'm a I think I'm specific yeah I am because I really struggle with vision boards (laughs) okay like really struggle with vision boards <laughs> so um I, let's just chat a little bit on that because I'm actually a non-specific. So let's just chat about two different things here. But for me, I mean, as a non-specific manifester in human design, like I almost need to be wary of my thoughts because if I'm too broad sometimes, things come in, I'm like, oh shit. That's not quite exactly what I wanted, but I'll take it anyways. Thank you, universe. And so like, what do you have like a daily practice with manifesting or, or how do you sort of incorporate it into your daily life? Because like full disclosure, guys, you're manifesting it every second of every day. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And it's really powerful with manifestation. Like our belief systems really drive that manifestation. So working with your inner beliefs and getting clear on what your inner beliefs are, excuse me, is really powerful, but I definitely have a daily practice. Um, Mm. you know, for me, I'm a specific manifester and why I say I struggle with vision boards is because I, my manifestations are so incredibly detailed to the point that I can't find images to replicate exactly what's in my mind. Like I Mm. always wish that I was a great drawer or artist or painter. So I could like paint my vision board exactly what I see within my mind. Um, but I, I really, I visual, I'm a very visual person. So I really visualize. And that's one of my practices every morning. I will visualize like my future self or my higher self and, you know, what my ideal perfect day as that Mm. looks like. And I'll also write down as if I already have that thing, not in the way that it feels inauthentic though. Cause the thing with manifestation is that the energy of your manifestation is already within you because the energy of your higher self is already within you. So when you can embody that energy, you truly feel as if you already have that thing. And that's where that really powerful shift into that energy comes into play. So yes, I'll write it, but as I'm writing it, like I will, I will feel that I will really Mm. truly feel that in my system. So you know, a manifestation one day, I want to get married. I want to find my person. I want to have my person in my life. And so I will write down, like, I am so deeply loved 
by my partner. I'm, and I'll, I'll feel the feelings of being in love. So that's an example, like a tangible thing that I, Mm. you know, can say, but yeah, every day that's my practice after my journaling. Beautiful. Yeah. I have a very, very similar practice. And I think, you know, you were just sort of touchy on this, but I think a lot of people don't understand the fact that manifesting is not just about your thoughts. They think, oh my God, like, I'm just going to be like, yes, I'm so loved. And I'm going to repeat it every day. I'm going to say my affirmations and everything's going to be fantastic. No, actually it has so much more to do with that feelings and desires within your body, as you said. So if you're trying to manifest and call something in guys, like make sure that you know, okay, cool. Like, like, let's talk about love. Like if you're trying to bring in, bring in that soul um, partner of yours, feel into what that love feels like within your body and embody that and know that you have it right now. Cause when you make that your reality now, the universe has absolutely no um, way of kind of ignoring that and it'll give it to you. Right. It's like, mm. okay, shit, she's already got the love here. Let me just, you know, replicate it back into her life in another way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And this is where it really gets powerful into like recognizing any self-limiting beliefs that are holding you back. And I say that very consciously from your manifestations because it is our belief systems. That's where it really lies. And this can be a really loving invitation, but also a very (laughs) harsh invitation into getting clear on perhaps what you have been calling into your life. And I never you are never to blame for negative things happening. I want to say that first and foremost ever. That's what I want to say. But when it comes to things like money, for example, and I'll use myself as an example, I had very limiting beliefs around money because of the way that I grew up, the way that I saw money being presented, the way that we grew up with money. Like there was never much of it basically. So that was my belief is that money was really hard to come by, that I was Mm -hmm. not worthy of having money and that I was perpetually always broke, right? That was a story that I would tell myself. That was a belief that I deeply held. And so I had to recognize that belief, which was hard, go in and rewrite that belief and shift my relationship to money, right? So again, you know, in the process of doing that now, how I viewing how I view love and relationships and what my belief systems are around that, knowing that when I move through that, I can call that thing in. But it's not, I always say this manifestation isn't about calling the things in. And like, yes, it is, obviously. We want to be able to manifest, but I never want anybody to think about going through these self-learning beliefs just to have the thing. I want you to look at going through the self-learning beliefs because it makes you feel fucking empowered within yourself, right? Mm. Like, yeah, great. Me going through the self-learning beliefs around a relationship, amazing that my person will one day come in. That's great. But it's making me feel like a better person. It's making me feel like a more empowered version of myself. It's making me feel like my higher self and it's a much better state to be in. So I think also getting really clear on like why you're doing it. Like, and there's nothing wrong with wanting to have the luxury things like don't get me wrong i've got a mercedes in my in my future like that's coming for me watch me watch me roll up in my mercedes in like a year or two time right but it that's it's not about i know that that's not going to bring me happiness right it's the happiness and knowing that those manifestations are an added bonus to that happiness so you've got to feel that contentment within and that happiness within and that power within you you don't want to be manifesting because you think it's going to fill a void within you or that that Mercedes is going to make you happy. Like, no, it's not like, yeah, it's Mm -hmm. going to add to it. I'm going to feel like a 
bad bitch while I'm driving it, but I can feel like a bad bitch driving my Ford Fiesta. Like mm. that's the truth of the matter. It's it's coming back to you. Um, and I think that's a really important distinction to make. Yeah, I think that anytime we're trying to manifest or call in anything in our life, when it's coming from a place of lack or scarcity, we're not going to get it. You know, and this is where people I feel really struggle with it, especially with the limiting beliefs around not having enough money or, you know, and they're like, oh my God, okay, I'm going to manifest five grand. I'm going to manifest five grand. I really need it. You reek of desperation. Like the universe Mm -hmm. is like, I'm not going to give it to you because like you're too desperate for it. And that's where the embodiment piece and really being able to feel into, okay, well, I already have the $5,000 and I'm okay if I don't have the $5,000. And when you kind of, I, for me, I just feel like when you're kind of able to uh, really be content with what you have, that's when, and again, when you're manifesting, not just for yourself as well, I think mm-hmm. is super powerful. How can this manifestation benefit humanity? Because ultimately we are source, we are one. Everything we do should in a way be benefiting everyone else. Mm. Definitely. And the universe is always guiding us back to a deeper version of our authentic selves. So this is where like that lack energy comes into it. It's not that the universe wants to punish us for being in lack energy. It's like, well, no, I can feel that you're in lack energy and that's not a part of your authentic higher self. Your authentic higher self is abundant and knows they're abundant. So let's move you to that right? Rather than me like delivering this thing, thinking it's going to make you happy. And then in a week's time, you're going to be asking for the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. It's like, well, no, like let's use this as an opportunity to step into that authenticity within yourself because your higher self, it doesn't know lack. It is abundance. Mm. And I always find this really powerful and I'm really grateful that this was a life experience that I have because it can kind of be like the proof in the pudding. Like I felt abundance when I had a dollar in my bank account and my car was about to be repossessed. So if I can feel abundance, then you can feel abundance, right? That's like a, as far as society goes, apart from being homeless, like that's a pretty fucking low spot to be in financially. So I can speak from experience that I tapped into that inner abundance within myself whilst my outside reality looked anything but right. Mm. So it's possible. So like, excuses that come up and I am being harsh in a very loving way any excuses that come up around that like how can you work on your mindset like not spiritually bypassing anything but how can you step into that and when people get really skeptical with this I always ask the question like okay well does it make you feel good being in lack guessing the answer is no is it going to make you feel good continuing to be in lack great no is it going to change anything no So why not start diving into tapping into your abundance? You have nothing to lose Mm. and everything to gain from doing that practice. So like why be skeptical is my opinion on that. And like, again, speaking from experience, that's where I was. When When I first heard someone say that abundance is a feeling of within, my first reaction was like, fuck you. I have a dollar to my name and my car's about to be repossessed. What are you talking about? Right. I was there. I understand. But then I was like, okay, no, like Missy, how can you become open to this? Like Mm. knowing that your current mindset obviously is not serving you. Like look at the track record. It's not serving you. So how can you change it? Something has to change. Nothing changes if nothing changes. So I was like, well, what change can I make? 
And that's where I started diving into the practices that helped me feel into my soul and that higher self and the abundance frequency within. So that is my lesson for you all today is that you you can tap into that. Yeah. And then, and then you've really just delved into like, I suppose the opposite or I suppose a practice that kind of needs to go hand in hand with manifesting, which is shadow work. Because as we've said, like it's the limiting beliefs around it that we have to really try and like rewrite. And I know for me, it seems like every month or so there's something else that I need to delve into, like a really heavy limiting belief that I've really got to just sit in. And I feel like shadow work isn't really something I've delved into too much on my podcast before. So I'd love for you to just kind of share a bit of your practice around it and how you sort of incorporate it into your day-to-day life. Mm, I mean, shadow work is, it's the process of like facing our self-limiting beliefs and moving through them, knowing that it's really fucking uncomfortable while we're there. Like shadow work, it's shadow for a reason, right? It's the darkness that we have within us. And I don't, view darkness as a bad thing I view it as a really beautiful thing because it allows us to feel our light and tap into our light but you know if we are we don't know what we don't know Mm. so when we begin moving into a new area of life that was previously unknown to us it's going to require a new version of us and as we're stepping into that unknown as we're stepping into that new level our ego is going to want to keep us really small and comfortable. So it's going to throw these self-learning beliefs at us to try and keep us there, right? So it's our job to become aware of that and to face that head on. And that's what that shadow work is. It's facing our ego, the darker parts of our ego head on and sending it love and moving through that so that we can grow as beings and so that we can have this beautiful self-awareness. And, you know, shadow work is a very it's deep inner work. It it truly is. And I think there's such beauty in that. And I think people sometimes think that shadow work has like this end destination. It does not. It absolutely does not. Mm-mm. Do I think that you go through like a big period of shadow work when you first go through it? Absolutely. Right. It's almost like you have like this starting point and you've got to rethink almost everything in your life and you're going through the shadow around everything. And then you come into this really beautiful space of having done that. And you're like, okay, well, I feel that in a connection to my power now. And now there's just these things that come up. Sometimes it might be big again, but sometimes it's these smaller things because I'm growing and I'm mm. stepping into that unknown. So yeah, my ego is trying to keep me small. So navigating shadow work is going to look very different depending on what phase you're in. And, you know, those phases will come and go. Sometimes we will have a really big period of shadow work. I mean, Scorpio season knocked everyone on their ass for shadow work recently. I'm guessing a lot of us can probably relate to that. I know I can. And, you know, it will come in phases just like life comes in phases. But I mean, a practice that I will often do, and it's not even like a conscious practice, I guess, in the way that I have a certain ritual, but I'm very aware of how I hold myself back with Mm. those thoughts. And when I notice them coming up, I will sit with it. I'm like, all right, where are you coming from? Why are you coming up? How can we work together to move through this? Like, how can I love you to move through this in this moment? Because you're not my truth. Mm. You're a shadow thought that's coming up and- my inner power knows that you're not my truth. So like, what do you want? How can we move through this kind of thing? So I guess that's kind of like my practice around it in just being aware of it. And then if something big comes up, I mean, a great example, 
of something big that came up for me over Scorpio season was like my Instagram audience grew a lot. Like I went from 3000 followers. I'm now at 12,000 in under four weeks. Like that's, that's pretty Mm. rapid growth in being seen by quite a few people. And as much as that's something that I was manifesting, and I'm obviously very grateful for that because it's my, it's my business page. I, I, it kind of floored me a little bit because I was like, whoa, this is a whole new level of being seen by people. Mm. Like if you imagine standing in a room with 12,000 people, that's a lot of people, right? There's a lot of people. And so it kind of threw me into this surprising level of shadow work that I wasn't expecting to come up. And I was like, oh my gosh, right. I've got, I've got some work to do around that and around being seen and being heard in my authenticity by a large group of people, right? I'd worked through that in just being seen and being heard, but not on that large scale. So you know, I really had to sit down and, and get clear on why that scared me. Why, why was this coming up? What's underneath that? And I think why is like a really great question that you can ask yourself um, to go deeper into the lessons behind everything. But yeah, you know, journaling is a really great practice for me with shadow work. It's one of my mm. favorites. And then also like physically shifting shadow as well, because we hold that into our body. And what I mean by that is we can all think of a time you know, again, I'll use money as an example. I used to feel sick every time I got a bill. Like it was that sick feeling within my body. It's because I was holding on to that conditioning and trauma. And so we've got to physically shift that shadow as well as moving through the sub, through it on like a subconscious level. So it's like a multifaceted way to approach shadow work. It's not like a one size fits all, you're sweet, go through it kind of thing. It's, um, it's a continual exploration. So I hope that kind of answered your question. Mm. It does. And I I think you really hit the nail on the head when you sort of said it's just about being aware. Mm -hmm. And I think definitely you go through your dark night of your soul, as I I call it at the beginning. And and again and again and again, every time, you, you know, you break through another sort of awakening, as they call it, and you just become more aware of, you know, the ego and those thoughts playing out. And then you have to dive into the shadow. And I feel like it's super powerful. And again, you mentioned spiritual bypassing. A lot of people think that you get into the space and, oh, it's just all love and light. And, you know, we just talk about the good things. And yeah, absolutely fucking not. Like this work has left me at times, you know, I wasn't in touch with my emotions. So like, you know, crying and screaming and really feeling into and embodying parts of myself that I was afraid of. Okay. And this is what the shadow works about. It's about bringing in those parts of yourself that you have been afraid of or you've suppressed and actually learning to work through or coexist with that and I feel like that's really powerful to know like it's not just about getting rid of or working through it sometimes you have to actually learn to coexist with this shadow part of yourself because it's just a part of you that you you can't remove or get rid of it's just who you are Mm. yeah I always say that like spirituality is about coming to the realization that we're souls living a human experience and with Mm. that human experience comes the full spectrum of human emotions so it's Mm. not about bypassing them It's about knowing that at our core, we are love and light. Absolutely. Always Mm. at our core. But that doesn't mean we're love and light all of the time. It's not the point of us being here. If that was the point, we wouldn't have incarnated on earth. It's literally why we're here. I'm I'm just like, I'm preaching. I'm like, yes, absolutely. You've just like, come on, hello, summarize, make that a quote. That is exactly why we're here. We actually, as fucked up as it sounds, guys, and I don't mean to trigger anyone, but 
yeah, you've, you've chosen to come to earth to have this human experience and experience all of the shit and trauma that you have experienced so that your soul could experience the negative parts of life because ultimately we are source and we only know love and light in that aspect. Mm -hmm. And so you do have to kind of learn to embrace and sit within those dark periods and just see it from that kind of like removed space of what is this teaching me? Why would I have chosen to experience that when I zoom out and look at everything from like a bird's eye view? Mm. so our our pain is our power it's like one of my favorite sayings and it's so it's just so accurate like when we can view that which I think can be a really hard thing because again like people have been through some really horrific shit in this lifetime Mm. not taking away from that um so it can be a hard thing to navigate and again this kind of comes back into when I first heard that I was like but why would you know, why would I want to experience that? And when I think about it, all of the really negative things that have happened to me in my life, I've learned something really powerful. Or Mm. if I've not learned something, which I have, I always think I've learned something, but they've built me into the person that I am today. And I'm so grateful for the person that I am today because a negative thing that I've experienced now allows me to teach people, Mm. right? That that, uh, rising through the adversity, it allows me to to be the teacher that I am because I have experienced certain things in my lifetime. Um, so I think it's always always looking at that and again coming to terms with well, does it feel good to not think that you're a powerful soul? Mm. That is that love and light at their core, or does it not feel good? Right, like comes back into that knowledge of like, well, you know, pick how you want to how you want to see it is it serving you if it's not then why would you want to continue with that yeah yeah what you're not choosing you're still choosing yeah yeah powerful love that Mm. so missy is there anything else on your heart before we wrap this up i guess it's you know i just want everybody to know that they are such powerful beings and that when we come on and we talk and you hear people, or you see them on social media, like they're not special. Like we're mm. not, we're not, yes, we're special in our own ways, but we're not special to have this as a life or to have undergone this or, you know, to say that I feel empowered. Like there was once a time where I didn't feel that at all. And I just want everybody to know that you have that within you. It's always within you. It never leaves you. It's just about coming back to your awareness around that. And you are really fucking powerful and you can do anything that you Mm. want to do in this lifetime. So just remember that. Mm, Yes. Juicy. I love it. And I couldn't agree more. You are all powerful, badass bitches. Please remember that. Okay, Missy, this has been amazing. Now, obviously I will put your links below, but just let everyone know how can they connect with you? What's the best thing uh, or best way to sort of reach out if they want to have a chat? Yeah. So Instagram is always the best way to reach me. I'm very active on there. It's where I, yeah, it's where I probably check the most to be honest. I'm really bad with emails. Um, but at I am mystic Missy is my handle. Always send me a DM. I strive to check them as quickly as possible. Um, you can email me. I do check them. Um, so that's another space. My website is spiritually source.com. It's also the name of my podcast. Uh, but yeah, they're all the spots that you can reach me. Definitely Instagram's the best. 
Mm, amazing missy thank you so much this has been an incredible conversation i hope that we've been able to you know inspire and just maybe just spark that inner knowing that everyone has that's listening that you are powerful and you have the potential to create the life that you desire Mm, absolutely thank you for having me my love no problem thank you make sure that if you're not already go and connect with missy on instagram again i will have all of her details below she is incredible her and i like it's like you said they were just like two peas in a pod and i loved this conversation and i really hope that you were able to really you know like reflect on your limiting beliefs and the shadow work that you maybe need to do and you know how this could potentially be preventing you from manifesting your life and i use the term manifestation loosely if you have not listened to my podcast episode a few episodes ago it would have been maybe like 37 38 about why your manifestations aren't working I recommend you go listen to that now because that'll be like a really good like follow-on from this podcast because you are manifesting every second of every day okay you're going to do the work and when you do the work shit starts to happen Okay, I'm just rambling at this point. I'm just having so much fun. I love you. I'm going to leave you with that. Make sure you register for the the masterclass. If you've missed it, the replay will be available on my website, babe. So please just, um, you probably even be able to click the link below or just go to my website, website and have a look. And obviously reach out if you want to work with me one-on-one because who the fuck wouldn't? I'm high vibe and I want to help you be high vibe too. Let's make 2022 our best year yet. Love you so much and I will catch you in the next episode. Thank you, beautiful soul, for listening to another episode of Inspired by Cass. If you enjoyed this episode, please give it a rate and review. And if you're not already, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on any of my juicy episodes. As always, I love you so fucking much. But most importantly, I hope that you're loving yourself too. Bye.